want to start this episode off by saying that I was vaccinated at this point two days ago. And during the recording of this podcast, I was super tired. So I sound super monotone, super boring. I apologize if it just sounds like rambling the episode. You don't have to stick around if you don't like it. That's fine. I'm, I'm a realist. But just letting you guys know, thanks for listening and enjoy the show. What's up, everybody? Welcome to the X Button Podcast. Today, I am going over a couple different random things. This is the first episode I'm doing by myself. Jay may join later. Don't know yet. and uh, But that's fine. You know, I'm all alone. It's all good. Anyways, uh, I've been playing Outriders lately. That game's amazing. I've been I've been digging it a lot. Uh, it's similar to Borderlands. I'm sure I've talked about it on previous episodes. One thing I do like about it is that it's very satisfying. Like the the gameplay, it seems like it doesn't really rely on you taking cover, whereas like Gears of War does. But this one is kind of like not. It's more about like run and gun, do a lot of damage, but it never really forces you to get good. Like there, there's not any penalty for lowering your, your world difficulty. I think the only thing is you're not progressing towards the next difficulty, which some people may not like, but, uh, yeah, I've been, I've been digging that lately. Uh, I'm actually going to do make this episode a little shorter because I would like to go play it and I've been doing a lot of OT lately. So yippers, I'm going to. Like I said, I'm going to make this a little short. Uh, I wanted to go over a couple of news stories, maybe. See what's been going on in the gaming world. Since it doesn't really seem like we keep up to date with what's going on now. Even though there's not much going on. But um, I, I just think it would be good if we kind of spend some time going over... Uh, just, you know, news stories and stuff. Yeah, so um, I'm just going to go through some random stories. I'm looking at uh, GameIndustry.biz and seeing what is going on. And I'm just going to scroll down and talk about each each thing that catches my eye. Microsoft adds touch controls to Xbox Cloud gaming titles. Over 50 games can now be played with an Android device instead of a controller. That sounds about right. I mean, what other... If you're aiming to make every game accessible on phones and uh, iPads and stuff like that, xCloud is going to need that kind of uh, compatibility. And them adding that just kind of supports the idea that Microsoft definitely wants to provide Xbox Game Pass and Xbox Gaming anywhere on the go. So it kind of makes sense to me. Not really surprised. Um, the article is written by, oh my God, Mary DeLisandri, which I'm not reading the full articles. I'm just kind of going headline hunting, which uh, may be counterproductive, but you know we'll see. All right, let's talk about the MLB on Sony thing, the Sony MLB. So Sony's MLB The Show 21 is on Xbox Game Pass, and uh, it's free. Like, if you get Xbox Game Pass, you can play it pretty much, whereas on PS5, you have to buy it for $70. Now, that's a big issue because the game's made by Sony, but apparently, according to this article, MLB, the MLB is who made it go to the Xbox Game Pass, which is kind of crap, but uh, I saw a uh, I saw a comparison on, on Twitter where somebody kind of brought up the idea that Marvel could do the same thing. Like, imagine reading a headline, and this is what the tweet said, Spider-Man being on X- Xbox Game Pass was Marvel's decision. 
Like, think about how easy that is. If if Microsoft just goes to them with the right amount of money, I know there's like a lot of contractual agreements and deals that I'm sure a lot of us will never know. But if it's that easy for them to kind of pull that, what else can they pull? I, d- I don't think they're pulling Last of Us 3 or anything, but it's uh it's definitely interesting. I think it's it's a great benefit for Xbox because as I mean I'm predominantly a, a PlayStation gamer. When it comes to this being on Xbox Game Pass, I mean first and foremost I'm not really a MLB fan, let alone a MLB game fan. I like those games, but I'm not like looking out for them. I got a couple free in the past, and they're pretty fun. And that that's that. But uh, for the MLB fans out there, it's kind of trash that. I mean, if you're if you're on Sony like you've been on Sony for all these years because that's where that game was, now it exists on a different platform and you're kind of, and it's free. So it's kind of, it's just pretty shitty when it comes to distribution to your fan base. So a lot of PlayStation gamers are upset about that, which is understandable for the reason I just said. I think Sony's, I don't, I don't think Sony's going to do something about it. Simply because, I mean, it's going to make money. You know, it's going to make money on the PlayStation side and on the Xbox side. I'm sure they're they're getting some money from that, from it being downloaded per per player and stuff. So I don't think it's uh, I don't think Sony cares, basically, is what I'm saying. I'm sure they they are seeing the stuff said about it and all that, but I don't think they're going to put it on PS Plus or anything like that. I think it's just going to stay how it is pretty much. Which is sad, because it's, I mean, it's it's just crappy all around. Uh, the next story is Monster Hunter Rise shipments now at five million globally. Um, not surprised. Monster Hunter World was one of the best selling ones for Capcom on the PlayStation, and uh, I mean Monster Hunter Rise. These games always make a killing, which I that's what I'm saying. I'm not surprised. They sell really well. The 3DS one sold really well. The uh, Monster Hunter World is like Capcom's best-selling game. This one is not a surprise. Switch needed some sort of Monster Hunter representation, and they got it. And the game's actually great, too. It's like, if anything, outside of the graphical drawbacks, it's still very impressive how it runs on the on the, on the the Switch. It's uh, It plays better than the world, in my opinion. You have better, faster ways to get around the maps. It seems like tracking the monster is easy. It seems like the weapons are the same, and it has, with the addition of the dog, or the, uh, what is it called? They have the Palico, the Palamute, the Palamute. You can, like, ride it around and sharpen your blade at the same time, where traditionally you would go find somewhere safe, take your time, spend, like, 10 seconds sharpening your blade or healing, and that could put you in a vulnerable position when it comes to the monster you're fighting you know what i'm saying okay i'm no longer on gameindustry.biz i'm kind of just searching the web because i've i know some stories that i can kind of touch on e3 is back which is um not surprising i think they kind of there was rumors that they were going to do digital only this year anyways and now it's confirmed okay so i am reading an article by philip martinez on newsweek it's uh e3 2021 everything we know so far and yes it's free which I assume they're talking about how it's digital. The dates, it looks like the ESA confirmed that E3 2021 will run from Saturday, June 12th to Tuesday, June 15th. 
the event will be completely virtual and allow for fans all over the world to watch the latest news, premieres, and more from major publishers. The press release also confirms that the ESA does plan, does plan to have an in-person event for E3 2022, but that can obviously change depending on upon circumstances. So this is the this is the part I wanted to get to. This is everybody, all the publishers that will be at uh, or partners rather that will be at E3 that are confirmed so far. Nintendo, which I'm going to list them all and then I'll go through each. Nintendo, Xbox, Capcom, Konami, Ubisoft, Take Two Interactive, Warner Brothers, and uh, Coke Media. Not the Coke as Coca Cola. It's just a different gaming publisher and i and i think it's to assume that bethesda's part of xbox is here simply because they bought them so they're probably going to be an x or a bethesda segment in the xbox conference now nintendo nintendo is interesting i'm actually kind of surprised that nintendo and xbox are both in this because they don't really need e3 i'm surprised i mean e3 you typically charge so much for them to be on the floor and it, it was such a a money pit for these people or for these companies to advertise their games. Granted it was to uh, the biggest audience for gaming ever, but nowadays, since most of these companies have their own digital showcases, it doesn't really make sense to me that they're even here, but I guess they must have some big stuff to come obviously. And, uh, Sony's not there, which is interesting, but they have their own state of play. EA is not there either. I'm going to read from the article real quick to uh, touch on PlayStation and EA. Interestingly enough, PlayStation and EA were not listed as committed to this year's E3 festivities, which does come as a surprise. In past years, both publishers have foregone E3 in favor of their own conferences and events. EA has its EA Play conferences, which the company streams worldwide during E3. When the E3 event took place in person, EA would host game demos and reveals off-site. PlayStation has had similar tactics in recent years, skipping a conference at E3's site in favor of its own state of play event. Of course, both companies could join E3 in the upcoming months. Now, I don't think, I don't think Sony is, because they, I mean, they've been over. It's very obvious that they've been over E3 for a while now, and uh, it seems like Microsoft is more than open than more than open to the idea of showcasing at this event. I mean, they have their own Microsoft building they even do it at so it's just another event for them really so if they have stuff to show off that's good ubisoft typical most of these are typical konami is very curious i don't know why konami's even confirmed for this does that mean there's going to be some silent hill action are they doing something with metal gear is there a remake that we don't know about is blue point making metal gear remake is there a sequel to metal gear are they done with the Poplinko machines, who knows? It could, it could be anything. I'd like to see that. I mean, that's like the, if you're asking me what is the one thing I want out of E3 would be, I would want some type of Metal Gear representation. Most likely, if Konami's there, it's probably gonna be either A, a game I don't really care about, like Bomberman, or B, it could be something big like Silent Hill or Metal Gear, so we'll see. I, I bet it. I bet it's going to be some something alongside the Metal Gear or Silent Hill stuff because those have both been rumored over the past couple months for a Silent Hill new game, and uh, and there's also the Metal Gear remake that have both been rumored, and obviously we don't know if Hideo Kojima is going to be part of it, but 
if he if he is, then you know this is a win for everybody. So I'm not mad at that. Capcom, you just keep being amazing. I don't I don't know I don't know what to expect from Capcom. Power Stone two, give me Power Stone two. Why not? Uh, Street Fighter five has I think they have like a new expansion coming out soon. So I don't think any Street Fighter representation. Maybe I'm pretty sure there's a PC port for Monster Hunter Rise coming. I think that they might show off some of that. I don't know. We'll see. Uh, Warner Brothers games. I guess that's the Batman stuff. Yeah, I don't know. It's hard to tell from these. There's not a lot to pull from here. It just seems like all we know is that E3 is back, which is great. I'm, I'm totally for that. Uh, but it seems like it's all it's all up in the air on who else is coming, if Sony will be there, which I doubt. Uh, I'm pretty sure EA, EA will most likely pick something there. Just because they, I'm, I think they have their own thing. I can't remember. But they're typically at E3, just like Microsoft and all them. So I wouldn't be surprised if they're in there somewhere. It's two months away. So we'll, we'll see about that. Hopefully uh, for Microsoft's point, I'd like to see some polished Halo Infinite gameplay. Or something new, something something that they haven't announced yet that, you know, that we can kind of look forward to. That'd be nice. We'll see, though. Who knows? Uh, I wanted to spend a second to talk about the upcoming games. Let's look at some of the games that are coming out soon. Okay, uh, games coming out. Oddworld Soulstorm is finally out. Uh, if you haven't seen enough of that at events, right? Am I right? Am I right? Am I right? It's only been at every single event they've held since the announcement of it. But uh, I played a little yesterday. It's okay. It feels like a PSN game. Not really surprised there. Uh, MLB The Show. If you have Xbox Game Pass, go get it for free. Because, I mean, you know, I don't know what this world's coming to. You start up the game, there's a PlayStation logo. It's a thing. You know, let's move on. Judgment, PS5, and Stadia on April 23rd. It's a detective game. Go play Disco Elysium instead. It's already out. Now, when we get to May, ooh-wee, ooh-wee, when we get to May, Resident Evil Village, May 7th, huh? That game, that is, after playing the demo, that's like one of my top, most anticipated games for me. Like, I, I really cannot wait for that game. Uh, I really liked Seven. Seven was cool, but uh, I think I think Village is gonna bring something totally different to it. That uh, that demo. I love the theme of the demo. I love the world. It feels like it's very like you're in a you're. It's a village, obviously, so you're in a village, but it's very like Victorian. It feels like kind of like Bloodborne vibes in it. I know it's not the same thing, but just feels that way i mean there's vampire women walking around you got the big tall girl that everybody jizzed about online it you know it is what it is uh hood outlaws and legends the the video the trailer for that actually looked really good i don't i don't know how it's gonna play i feel like in my head it's gonna be one of those games that comes out and goes that we're just gonna be like oh yeah that's out now kind of like people are treating outriders which you shouldn't that game's dope uh subnautica below zero is coming out on may 14th Deathloop on May 21st. And that's another one I'm kind of iffy on. I know there's a lot of stands out there for Dishonored, but uh, I've kind of fell off those games pretty quick. 
So, I mean, I played the first one. I beat it. The second one I got into, and I was just like, oh, it's just more Dishonored. That's kind of what I'm worried about with Deathloop. It feels, or it looks just like Dishonored, gameplay-wise. Literally, you're teleporting around, killing people. It looks more polished. And, of course, with, like, the the haptic feedback and the, you know, whatever the dual sense provides, it's probably going to play a little better. But I'm worried for, like, a $70 game. I think it might be 60 but it's still might just be more dishonored which kind of sucks but hey if you're excited for it death loops coming out may 21st i'm probably still gonna get it so once it does come out i'll let you know how it is now june june's got a couple different games let's see final fantasy uh integrate is coming out june 10th that's great can't wait to play that extra extra dlc they've added onto it the little mission I think it's going to be uh, amazing on PS5. I mean, the game already ran great on PS4, so I don't see how you can make it any worse, you know? Yeah, all in all, it, I mean, it looks great. I love the first I love the first uh I love the first full game, so you know, it's coming out. What can you do? Guilty Gear Strive coming out June 11th the next day, which I don't think it's coming out on June 11th anymore. Oh no, yeah. That might be the right date. I know it got pushed back. I don't know if, how accurate this chart i'm looking at is it is but that's coming out uh plays like what do you call it plays like guilty gear plays like dragon ball fighters if you're into those kind of games then it's good i started getting in getting into the vibe of it on the beta but a lot of people didn't like the beta so i think the final game is going to reflect a little differently so we'll see on that one not too sure but on top of this as well if this is the original date for that then it sucks because Ratchet and Clank comes out the same day. And Ratchet and Clank Rift Apart looks amazing. It's the first game they've made in a while where it's, I mean, the, the last game was based on the movie and it was kind of limited. Not, I don't want to say limited. It's more, it's it's a PS4 game and it's, it's a couple, it's 2016. It's a while back. So the advancements they're going to make on this one will be even better than that. Hopefully they come with a lot of guns, which they usually do. And uh, you got the whole uh, alternate timeline thing going on with the other Lombax or whatever it's called. And I can't wait. I can't wait. That seems, that's probably my most anticipated as of now. I know uh, that in Resident Evil. Uh, Let's see what this is. Oh, yeah. Uh... Curved Space, I've never heard of that. June 18th is when it comes out, though. Let me get a quick uh, impression on that. Curved Space. Says it's an arcade shooter about cosmic energy spiders or something. I'm good. The next thing coming out is Dungeons & Dragons Dark Alliance, which that trailer looked amazing. Amazing. It looked really good. Can't wait for that. It looks like you're playing a lot like a uh, boss rush mode. But, I mean, you're teaming up with three other people, I think. Team of four. And it looks like a... I'm trying to think of a game that kind of resembles it. Maybe a little gauntlet. I assume it's going to play a little closer to... It looks like a, a, a third-person Diablo a bit. It looks all in all looks great. I recommend you go check out the trailer. It's hard to explain, but it looks good. 
looks like it has some potential. As long as the gameplay is solid, then I think it'll be I think it'll be a good good one. Uh, next up, Scarlet Nexus on June 25th. Now that game, I was under the impression that was an Xbox only game. Apparently, it's coming out to PS5, PS4. Okay, it looks like you're you're mainly like third person walking around. It's anime. You're fighting bosses and weird animals. There's some infection stuff going on. But the one thing I don't like about it is it looks like it would do really well with multiplayer, and there's no multiplayer in it. It's only single player. Uh, I mean, if you're into like anime games, it looks pretty promising, though, as a standalone single player experience. But I wonder if I'm just going to play the whole game thinking, damn, I wish I had another person playing this with me. Because it looks like it could handle it really well. It gives me like Monster Hunter vibes or uh, what is that one game? Like Freedom Wars or with a little bit of Code Vein. It, it just resembles all these anime games that I've played before. So I'm, one, I'm very, very curious if this one's going to be good, but I don't know. Now we get to August. In August, Kena Bridge of Spirits comes out, which looks phenomenal, man. It looks like a Disney movie and you're playing it. I don't really know what to expect of it. They already announced that the price is $40, which kind of has me curious to whether the game's going to be that extensive or if it's going to play like a $40 experience. For example, I think Maneater was $40 at launch. So, and that game's pretty bare bones to what kind of content you're getting. It's a, you can spend a lot of time in that world and have fun in it, but I'm I'm wondering how long the story is. If it's going to be a full 40-hour experience or since it's a, a lower-budget indie game, if it's going to be more in the 20-hour ballpark, which honestly I'm fine with. I'm fine with shorter games too. If, if the price wants to be lower and the game wants to be shorter, that's fine. Or we could be surprised and it could be uh, a long game with a lot of grinding and whatever and it could be a totally different experience. I don't know, but it, it seems like from the world they're building, it's definitely going to be a hit because it looks like platformer games kind of like Ratchet and Clank a little bit. And it seems like they have like a Studio Ghibli aesthetic slash Disney aesthetic that is making it look more unique to all this other stuff coming out. And I can't, I can't wait for that goddamn game. That game's going to be dope. Kena Bridge of Spirits, August 24th, 2021, baby. Let's go. Uh, September 21st, Life is Strange, True Colors. Life is Strange Before the Storm is dope. I am a 29-year-old man, and that story is about a couple teenage girls dealing with teenage girl problems, and I loved it. The first one played similar to Walking Dead and Telltale Games, but it still had a lot of charm to it. It, it I mean, it, I got like choked up at some parts, just how deep that story is that story's great and i think with a more touched up art style that they're doing on this new one then it's it's gonna be it's gonna be i mean it can only be even better right i feel like they they had that captain underpants whatever the hell that game was it was like a the second game they made after before the storm i didn't touch it it's about some uh brothers that's like the main plot of the story it's following them I think it was just like a small experience between games. I don't think it was like an actual full step. This one seems to be a full step to a sequel. Or not a sequel directly, but a sequel. 
And if you get the deluxe edition, it comes with Life Before the Storm, Life is Strange Before the Storm, uh, I think HD, like a, a remaster kind of. So if you miss out on that, you can go get the deluxe for that, $10 extra, and play that first one again, which I'm probably going to do. Also, not going to lie, you get some easy plats with it, but that's not why you play it. The story is just that good. That comes out September 10th, 2021. Uh, another one coming out is uh, Ghost Runner for PS5. I didn't get to play it, but it seems like a Mirror's Edge style. It seems like a Mirror's Edge style. My friend is Pedro Fusion, which if you know either of those games, it could be interesting. Uh, I think the first one did pretty well on PS4, but I, like I said, I never touched it. It, just, it seems like one of those things that it's like a puzzle, a puzzle game that you could spend hours on but it could also probably be a little frustrating, and that's why I didn't jump into it yet. Also, I want the PS5 goodness, especially with like puzzle-style games like that, kind of like Trials. I want that instant reload. Instant. If I die on a damn on a damn thing, I want to be like right back in the action. If that doesn't put me right back in the action, then it failed at its job. Alrighty. Let's go to Xbox Series X. So in September for Xbox, it just says Q3 because that's the beginning of Q3. It has Halo Infinite, which is interesting. It has Microsoft Flight Simulator for Xbox since it's only on PC right now, which is cool. That game's pretty great. I don't know how well it's going to run on a Xbox compared to a PC because it's loading a lot. But, you know, you never know. It might run perfect on there. And I know my computer with a 2070 was struggling a bit with it. So I don't like I said I don't know how how well it's going to run or if it's just going to lower the resolution if needed but that's a thing it's coming out. Halo Infinite though we've talked about it many times on this podcast already. Could be good. I'm praying to God it's good. I just want to get back into a new Halo with new features, new enemies and a new story and new multiplayer. Just new everything. Just just make it good again. Please, 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 please. Far Cry 6 and Q2. See, these are all like games that were announced, but we haven't heard anything. Like Far Cry 6, I don't think that has a solid release date. And I don't even I doubt it's coming to Q2. But so they say. Now Switch. Switch has Star Wars Republic Commando. Never played it. Jacob said it's good. Might have to check it out. I have never played it. Yo, okay. I didn't know this had a release date. Hold on. Oh, never mind. That's Shin Shin Megami Tensei uh, 3 Nocturne HD remaster. Looks like that's coming out. That's coming out May 24th, 2021. So that, I thought it was, for some reason in my head, I thought it was Shin Megami Tensei 4, which, or uh, I guess that would be 5? think that's the one coming out that they kind of like shadow announced yeah i went to shin megami tensei's website and all it says is introducing the newest entry in the claimed shin megami tensei rpg series simultaneous worldwide release in 2021 it's made by atlas and it's going to be on the nintendo switch now i played shin megami tensei 4 on the ds and that it's like, I mean, if you like Persona, you'll you'll probably like Shin Megami Tensei. I think it leans more into the monsters and 
the persona or not the personas, but like you're kind of collecting the enemies you're fighting. I believe I have very, very non vivid memories of that. If that's a way to say it, but that game should be good. Hopefully if whenever it comes out, I mean, a lot of these games, they haven't really dove into much on like what's happening when they come out. When are they coming out? What's on what? Uh, Looks like Mario Golf is June 25th, naturally. Can't wait for that. Uh, Mario Golf. I I really like the Mario sports games. Like, I really enjoyed Mario Tennis at Twins House. I really like Mario Soccer back in the day. Just as long... I mean, it's golf. Just make it make it good, make it fun. What more do we need? July sixteenth is the Legend of Zelda Skyward Sword. That's pretty cool. I never played that on on a Wii, so or Wii U was it? I never played it on that, so I can't wait to get into that. Uh, they fix they change it to where it's not motion controls. You're actually using the right stick to swing the sword, which is great. No More Heroes 3 is coming out August 27th. Again, another game I've not really checked out. Hopefully it's good. We'll see. And then in Q4, uh, we have the Pokemon remakes. Which, I mean, it's Pokemon. I don't, you know, what what, what more do you need from that? It's going to be great, man. It's a great, it's a great time to be a gamer. I mean, 2022, Arceus is coming out. I mean, come on. Just if you don't have a switch, just get one. It's 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 only getting better, and there's only better games coming. And the rumored Switch Pro is coming out. Maybe maybe wait, but like I said on the other podcast, it's it's easy to transfer your data, and it's worth getting now because there's a lot of good experiences. You got Animal Crossing, Mario Kart, Mario Party, Smash. You have Mario Odyssey. You have Zelda. You have Pikmin. I mean, they're porting everything to the Switch. And like I said, it's only getting better. You have the NES and SNES games on there that you get with the online service. So there's no better time to, to be a Switch gamer. <laughs> and, and that's kind of what I was getting at with it being uh, one of those systems that just doesn't lose. You There's so many experiences you have to experience on Switch. It, you can take it to go. You can hook it up to your TV. If you get a Switch Lite, it's, all, it's only to go. And yeah, you're, there's 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 so much to experience there. I pray to God that that Switch Pro does come out and isn't five hundred dollars. But I'm sure that's how it's going to be, and I'm sure I'm going to buy it. But that's neither here nor there. This has been the X Button Podcast. Uh, today I'm by myself, so you know it is what it is. I'm sorry if it's a little off. Also. The audio for this show is going to be up and down. I'm, you know, I got the, I got the Sure mics, and then I got the XLR cable, and then I got the Focusrite 2i2, and then I'm mixing that up with the voice meter, and then I'm, I got the dumbass Yeti as my third mic. That's why Jay sounds so bassy and loud. And, you know, it's just a, it's, we got to fake it until we make it, so... Thank you for listening, anybody. Uh, we're getting close to 200 total plays. There's, I'm seeing a lot of viewers on here now, so I really appreciate, or viewers, always say viewers, listeners on here now, and I appreciate all the support. I, I thank you guys so much, and it seems like 
you guys are really responding to the the content and also if you want and you haven't could you leave a review on apple Podcasts? it helps it bumps us up you know what i'm saying puts us a little bit closer to joe rogan i doubt we'll ever get there but you know the closer we get the better but anyways that's been it first solo episode let me know what you think about it i'm not going to shout out the email because nobody sends emails to it but that's fine viewer listener listener participation is all in you guys turning it on and checking it out so thanks again guys and i hope you guys have a good day and i will talk to you next time bye i want to start this episode off by saying that i was vaccinated at this point two days ago and during the recording of this podcast i was super tired so i sound super monotone super boring I apologize if it just sounds like rambling the episode. You don't have to stick around if you don't like it. That's fine. I'm I'm a realist. But just letting you guys know, thanks for listening and enjoy the show.